before we start looking at what's really important, um, which is the word. And thank you for your very kind words. It's such a... I love coming in here. I, I used to always come to Oasis and um, be part of the women, the grown-ups. Um, and I was only saying to Liz this morning, what a blessing it has been in my life, this oasis in the week, that um, I was able to come and make friends. That's great. But we encouraged each other. That's what it's about, encouraging each other. We were able to laugh together and cry together. It's just a wonderful place. And as I stood there worshipping this morning in jail, that was, wow. And God is so good because the very song that we sang last is the song that God put on my heart for all those that don't know. It's a 1990s song, I believe, by Don Moen. So I had that in my notes. Um, we are running a bit behind. I will um, try not to keep you too long. But before we get going, Create for Christmas is on its way. And uh, Caroline will be so disappointed with me if I don't ask if there are any volunteers that maybe this morning in your group or maybe to take away and do. She is looking for people to cut out circles of fabric. There is plenty of fabric. She's put her fabric scissors in there. Uh, there are little circles to draw around so that we get these circles. Um, they're having a practice tonight, so I think she was a little bit worried there wouldn't be enough for the practice tonight. I think there probably are enough for the practice tonight. But it is something that we really need to get done. And so if any of you are feeling like you... Oh, well, there we go. Go. Thank you. Not at all. Not at all. Thank you very, very much. Um, yeah, so if anybody else would like to have a go at some point, that would be great. Create for Christmas is in two weeks or three weeks? Three weeks. You did. So that's wonderful. Oh, there we go. It's coming circles from all sides. Isn't that wonderful? The Lord's provision there. Oh, sorry. Um, Anne was saying that they've already done quite a lot of circles on Saturday. So maybe there's not quite so much panic, but, but it still would be appreciated, I think. Absolutely. I, I've seen what they're going to make. It's wonderful. Anyway... <laughs> What a morning. Goodness gracious, let me get myself together. Let's pray. Father, thank you that we are here together this morning to worship you, to give each other encouragement, and particularly um, now as we look at your word and the message that you'd like us to hear this morning. Please speak through my lips and work in our hearts. Amen. Oh, well, everything has gone wrong this morning, including me completely oversleeping and being late. 
Um, poor Anna has had a, a nightmare with the sound. But look, it's, it's working. Well done. <laughs> we really appreciate you. We, there's so many people, isn't there, in the background, you know, and just thank you to you all because you all, looking out here, I can see you all serve in one way or another. You're amazing and be encouraged. It is appreciated. It is noticed. We're thankful and uh, God is pleased. So we're looking at today praying with thanksgiving, praying with a thankful heart. It's quite easy. It sounds quite easy, right? Google says... Um, that the word thanks or thanksgiving is in the Bible around 72 times. So we're going to go a bit deeper into that and we, we're going to look at, very simply, three points. Why, when, and how. So why, is, why do we pray with thanksgiving? What's that all about? When do we do it and how does that work? So, yeah, the word thanks or thanksgiving, 72 times um, in the Bible. But I did a little bit of looking around and I also discovered the original Greek. Now, forgive me because I am no scholar of anything and certainly not Greek. So this is probably not how it is supposed to sound. But uh, the original Greek used in the Bible used the word kariti. I think we've got that somewhere on a PowerPoint. Um, it's in English letters spelt K, there you go, H-A-R-I-T-I. -I. Uh, you can see the Greek above. And that is used 157 times in the Bible. So thanks and thanksgiving, 72 times in the original manuscript, and gratitude, which is what Kariti translates to, is used 157 times. And I did a little bit of maths, and that means Google thinks that the Bible mentions those two words 229 times, and I think I'm right. Yes, good. Um, <laughs> It's mentioned a lot, and that's because it's important. So the English language defines thanksgiving as a feeling of being pleased or relieved. I'd agree with that. Would you agree with that? Gratefulness or gratitude is about showing our appreciation for something done or received. Those are the definitions, and I just thought, hmm, that's interesting. So the original Greek, and they tend to be a little bit more, they have a lot more words that w we would only have one word for, and so their definitions, I think, sort of open it up a bit. Um, the original Greek refers to it as being the quality of showing appreciation and returning kindness. I just thought that was really interesting. 
So um, it's a proactive word. It's not just a passive feeling. It's proactive and it's an expression of our thanks. So gratitude is the expression of our thanks. And um, little slide there, gratitude in action. It's our response to the blessings that we're given. So it's almost a state of being. And as I went a little bit deeper into this and started studying the Bible, I realized that was maybe the message that God had for us today. It's a state of being. You may remember the 1990s song that we've just sung. Yeah? So that was exactly uh, what came to my mind. Give thanks with a grateful heart. So we're going to just sort of unpick that. And our first question is, why is it important to give thanks? Well, it's very simple. It's because God tells us to. That is the answer. Why? Because God tells us to. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. We are also told in Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This is important. It's God's will. It's an act of obedience. And it's where we will find peace, always. And we're protected through the act of thanksgiving. Because we're told here, it will guard your mind and your heart in Christ Jesus. That is crucial for us, isn't it? It is. We're, we're, we're all in the same boat there. So that is why we really must uh, really take this on board. It's important. So when? When should we pray with thanksgiving? I'm sure you all know the answer to this, but we'll just look at it. Um, where shall we go? Luke 17, is that where the story of the ten lepers are? is, I should say. Um, Jesus was basically on his way to Jerusalem and 10 people with leprosy came up to him and out of love, out of his sovereignty, he miraculously healed the 10 lepers. However, only one came back. But that one that came back is at verse 15. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. There's loads of examples in the Bible of people giving thanks 
for something that they've received. Uh, Hannah came to mind, you know, she was barren and she uh, was taunted by her sister, her sister, the other wife, um, and uh, about her barrenness. And she kept going to God saying, please, 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 may I have a child, please? Um, And God heard her. God gave her a child. And she responded with great thanksgiving. Um, And later on, we'll just look at her gratitude within that. But hold that thought. Those two examples are people that gave thanks after the event. And... Most of us find it pretty easy to say thank you after the event, when something good has happened, when we've received something. We can say thank you so many times in a day to each other, and probably, I'm sure, we're all fairly similar. We, we thank God all the time. Oh, thanks. Parking space, great. Thank you, Lord. In fact, all oh, crumbs time. Um, funny story. Well, not really that funny, actually. I, about a month ago, I got done for speeding. I was my excuse. I wasn't very well. I'd gone to do somebody a favour. I was really eager on this. It was Saturday, my day off, to get home. And as I was coming out of Western, you know, and you come down and you start to hit Cubbington, and um, I was slowing down. I was slowing down and braking, I think, a little bit, too slow down. And then all of a sudden, around this corner, where I know that they like to sit, was the van that they go, you've been done, you're speeding. So that is costing me quite a lot of money because, um, yeah, that's what happens. Consequence. Um, Didn't feel particularly thankful for that. Um, I probably didn't thank God for that happening to me. However, yesterday I was on my way to see my dear friend Liz and... uh, (laughs) And in my excitement, you see, this is my problem. I get so excited and I get all sort of like, oh, yeah, let's go. And and I I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I get a bit carried away. And if I'm praying or praising, oh, that's even worse. The foot goes with the the amount of praise as it goes up. Anyway, I was coming out of, uh, you know, is it the Lillington Road or onto Leicester Street or wherever it is, going out towards Bubbenhall. And... I started to, I, I, you know, the speed thing said 50. I thought, mm, 50. I said, Lord, if I can't obey you in the little things, how am I ever going to do it in the big things? So I slowed right down and made sure I was, you know, absolutely on 50, not above. And just as I came around the corner, there was police car sat in the lay-by. And I nearly jumped out my seat going, thank you, God, thank you. That's amazing. I was almost in tears by the time I saw Liz because I was overwhelmed, actually, 
that, you know, I am naughty, I get things wrong. And, um, and yet God was right with me saying, come on, Lizzie, remember, remember, and, and protected me from maybe another ticket. Um, I'm not trying to make light of speeding. It's really bad. It was only a few miles an hour over, but um, it's, really, it's not right. But we do make mistakes. I was so overjoyed. I was so thankful. We hugged, we laughed, and we, we praised the Lord. Um, it's, it's easy when something really good has happened. We, we can react like that in the moment. It's wonderful. I mean, how many times, you know, does somebody open a door for you? Or thank you, thank you. That's great. And it's good. It's right that we say thank you and that we give thanks for all the good that happens. It's an act of worship to thank God. And it's even more of an act of worship to thank him when things are not so good. And that's the hard bit, actually, isn't it? But the reason is that we, we can, uh, if we worship him in our times of joy and our times of strife and trouble... God actually can get in a bit more and shape us and transform us. And that can be really uncomfortable. That can be really difficult. That is horrific for some people in their situations. And we must remember this. It's not about always jumping around going, thank you. It's a discipline. It's a discipline to ensure that our hearts are filled with gratitude all the time. When things get really, really rough, we can prevent falling almost into that negative headspace. The negative headspace where there's absolutely no room for gratefulness. And that pushes out hope. And the reason God wants us to learn this discipline is, is so that we can um, know that goodness that he has for us. He wants us to be obedient. And even in the most awful circumstances, It's God's will that we give thanks. Daniel is a great example in the Bible. Daniel. Oh, no, that's right at the end, Anna. Sorry. I don't know what. No, we're way back. We're all, sorry, guys. <laughs> I hadn't been looking at that. You've probably been seeing all, and you must be thinking, what on earth? is she doing right so yeah we're, we're on the when <laughs> uh, Daniel is a great example of a man who kept his heart filled with gratitude it was an all-the-time thing he'd done it all of his life worshiping thanking God praising God and then when it came to a time where King Darius threatened him with uh, going into the lion's den because he wouldn't bow down and worship these idols, 
God, uh, Daniel still gave thanks every single day. In fact, the Bible says he three times a day. I always imagine it was Daniel's state of being. And he developed it over his lifetime. So that when he went into the, Daniel, into the lion's den, can you imagine the terror? He absolutely trusted God. But he was trusting God that, well, at least when I die in a few minutes, I will be with you. We are no different from Daniel. But the Bible says, uh, because Daniel refused to worship the false gods, he was thrown into the lion's den. And God heard his prayer and protected him. So not only was Daniel in the run-up, his heart and his mind was protected. Yeah? He was also protected during. And actually, the Lord closed the lion's mouth. Can we have the picture of Daniel coming out of the lion's den, rejoicing and praising God? You know, it's, I work with children. Uh, I love working with children. I love breaking down scripture into its simplest form and building it back up and bringing it alive. And, and imagine, imagine Daniel, how he must have felt before, during, and after. So um, Daniel's heart was kept full of gratitude. It meant that he kept trusting and praising God even when he thought he was going to be devoured by lions. Oh, now, Paul, what a man Paul is. What a wonderful man. Um, wow. Yeah, ooh, he, I used to struggle with Paul. I used to think a lot of neg negative things about Paul. And uh, I was wrong because he is the most wonderful example that we have uh, of somebody who is devoted, devoted to God, that offers his very life, every minute of every day, to God in worship. And he does that by having a heart full of gratitude. How? He built it. Um, oh, sorry, lost my place now. Getting excited. <laughs> so we must follow that example. And every day, we need to fill our hearts with gratitude. Yes. Um, so the qu question, when do we give thanks, is also very simple all the time, in all circumstances. And then uh, we look at 1 Thessalonians, PowerPoint 19, Anna, uh, where we go back to that wonderful verse, give thanks in all circumstances, because this is the will of God for you. It's really simple, actually, but very hard putting it in practice or learning that 
discipline. So there we go. Thank you, Anna. Okay, so we are going to move on to how. I'm going to show you a picture. Can we have uh, PowerPoint 21, please? Shout out. What do you see in that picture? Ears. Ears. Duck. Anything else? A rabbit. So those of you that saw the duck, can you see the rabbit? And those of you that saw the rabbit, you can see the duck. Shall we have another go at another one? I like things like this. Um, what do you see? Shout out. It's really interesting. So some people immediately see the apple, and some of you immediately saw the faces. I saw the apple and then saw the faces. Just got one more. What do you see? You see the baby. It takes a while. It took me a while. So we look and we see a couple looking out upon a lake with a tree overhanging. But when you really look, you see a baby. A bit of fun there. We need our hearts to be filled with gratitude. And there are so many circumstances that shift our focus away from God and understandably. But no matter what, we can and we should always be grateful to God. You're not always going to be grateful for what's going on in your life or what's happening to you. But we can always be grateful to God. And that is the key point here. Why? Because he forgives us. Because of his presence. Because of his strength. His mercy. His love. Oh, I could go on and on. There's so much. Despite our circumstances. So, what am I focusing on? Am I focusing on not having enough money to pay my bills? Am I focusing on the parts of my body that are in pain all the time, all the difficulties in my marriage? I'm worrying about my children or where I live when I can't afford the rent anymore or the agony of loss and grief. fear of death. A lot of those things going on in my life right now and probably in your lives too and much, much more because everyone has a story. Am I focusing on those things? I have good news because I went right down right downhill because my focus was on all of that. I know, I know, I've been walking with the Lord closely for 20 years and um, I know that our focus should be on him. But the world, 
and life and these very normal things got me down. I started to spiral. I have had six months of despair. And the further I sank, the more it sucked me in. Where do you think I was looking? That's where I was looking. Where should I have been looking? And praise the Lord, wonderful Caroline. It was probably, I don't know how many months ago, four maybe, said to me, uh, would you speak? Uh, you'd be great at <laughs> You'd be great at prayer with thanksgiving. Uh, and I said, okay, Lord, you've obviously got something to teach me here. So I've been living this out, and this is why I have good news. Because I know from personal experience that continues that when I focus on God and God alone, the other stuff does seem less significant doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. It does. It doesn't mean that I get scared and lonely and all the other things that we do. The unknown of what's going to happen to me or my family or this and that. So the question is, am I fixing my eyes on Jesus? Am I acknowledging all he has done for me? Jesus died for me. He's forgiven me and poured out his love on me. His grace covers me. He has given me an inheritance and the promise of salvation. I am saved. Uh, I will not die but have everlasting life. He gives me all that I need He gives me comfort, he gives me peace, he gives me joy all the days of my life. But is my focus on him or the things, the people that I lose or that are difficult or the things that I fail at? Which I can tell you is an everyday thing, but (laughs) the world tells us to put our hope in and put our trust and our identity in our family, our friends, our houses, our careers, our cars, our wealth, our health, our success. But what do we have if that's not there? If all this is lost, many of us experience that when it all is lost. Think of Job. Think of Paul, who spent his time, probably the majority of his ministry, in prison. And it's not like today's prison. Rachel, you'll agree, I'm sure. Um, Not saying that you've been in prison, but I know you work. (laughs) You work in that ministry of... of, But, you know, it it would have been a, a, a disgusting, stony, cold no food, chained up, no clothes, whipped and beaten and bleeding. He spent most of his ministry like that. 
And I totally can see that he did not get sucked down into that. So he had lost everything. Now without God, there is nothing certain, nothing secure, nothing helpful or hopeful when we're left with nothing. So when we're left with nothing, what can we possibly have to say thank you for? Nothing. But Christians are set apart from the world and this is the good news that I have lived through and still live through, as do you. We're set apart from the world and when our focus is on Jesus, we can always have a heart full of gratitude and always have thanksgiving on our lips because we know the Father and we're daughters of the King. We belong to him and we have hope, we have peace, we have certainty, we have protection, we have provision, we have freedom and we are loved. And Paul in Philippians chapter 4, 11 to 13, I think he sums it up. For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstance. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Paul's focus was 100% on God. His heart was full of gratitude. If he had nothing, he gave thanks for the breath that was in his lungs. Because Paul's only desire on this earth was to serve the Lord. He just wanted to know true hope, true joy, true peace, and true love. And that only comes through Jesus Christ. Paul knew his home was not here, but with his Father in heaven. And when that day came, until then, he praised God with thanksgiving in his heart. He built up this heart full of gratitude and we can do that too. It's a discipline. Can we go to that um, last slide, number 20? Ah. So you saw I could do a little bit of maths earlier on, a little bit of adding up. I am studying with my son. I homeschool him. And actually, I found that I really enjoy maths. We're studying GCSE maths together. Um, And so this came to mind, uh, a little equation. Because it is this simple. If you get, now do you know what the brackets mean? I can tell you what the brackets mean. It means you times it. Yes, isn't that amazing? So we have discipline times by praise and thanksgiving 
plus gratitude, do you see? It has to work together and it has to be active and it has to be intentional. What's it equal? Joy and peace. We are told this throughout the Bible. So let us today, starting right now, let us respond in our groups by encouraging each other to walk in that equation, to walk every day. And I, I, I have been putting this into practice, and do you know what's changed? <laughs> I'm back. I'm, I'm not walking around having to force a smile and, and literally feeling heavy laden. And actually, nothing has changed in my circumstances. In fact, recently, it's been getting worse, hasn't it? It has. But I am learning how to walk with this equation, disciplining myself to give praise and thanksgiving in all circumstances, all the time, because it is the will of God, and I want to be obedient to him, and it will guard my mind and my heart, and it does, because I'm standing here now saying, this isn't an act. Praise God that that equals joy and peace every day of my life. Let's just look at the last bit of scripture. You've been very patient and, and it's been great sharing this with you. Um, Psalm 100, yeah, there it is, verse three to five. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his, we are his people, we are the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and give thanks to him and praise his name. And on that note, we shall retire. Thank you for listening. <laughs>